What is going on, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? It's episode 311. It's Monday night. It's November 7th, 2022. Jam-packed episode for you tonight, including our 2022-23 college basketball season preview. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, coming at you live on the IC Sports Network and the Tan and J-Man Show Facebook page and audio coming to you on any in all audio podcast platforms. J-Man, how's it going? What's going on there, T-Dog? It's dark early now with daylight savings time. Uh-huh. Especially uh, especially central time zone. Oh, yeah. I uh, was laying on my couch and I looked up. I was like, it's 5.05 and why is the sun down? I don't like it. Just wait till next month. It's going to be 4.05 and the sun's going to be down. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Fun stuff, fun stuff, fun stuff. You got a birdie or bogey, bogey here for me? You. I, I want to tie this thing up, I so do. give me a good one. I, I think you will tie it up I today. I did not That's find the a kiss good one of death. Pro- it's always the you, kiss you of death. Honestly, probably saw it because uh, this is pretty big news over the weekend, college football-wise anyway. SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai is the only player in FBA history to have seven pass touchdowns and a rush touchdown in a single half. There is only one other FBS player on record to be responsible for eight touchdowns and a half. Can you name that player? Ooh, I don't know. I know of guys who've done it in a game, but I don't know about mm-hmm. a half. So I got a guess, but I'm afraid I'm wrong, but uh, we'll see. I could give you a hint, but I don't, I don't really want nah, to. It's, get, it's, get, nah. it's, it's getting a little close. too close for comfort. Sorry, I, don't get, I wouldn't give you a hint, so I don't, I don't expect a hint. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, check out their website, noblegnomellc.com. Get your veggies! Get your veggies, indeed, and get your merch, too. Merch is good year-round. So. Yes, sir. All right, we got a lot to talk about tonight. We got college mm-hmm. football, NFL, college basketball. So we're going to start with the On This Day real fast and, and i have not even looked on the website so we're going to be learning together on this day 1943 the detroit lions and the new york giants had the last scoreless tie in the nfl zero to zero i wonder what the closest one was this about has been to that? The, i don't know i know somebody wasn't there a single digit tie a couple years ago or am i way off Probably involve involve the Browns because it seems like the Browns <laughs> tie about once a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here. On this day, nineteen sixty-two, Glenn Hall, Chicago Blackhawks goalie, set an NHL record of two hundred or five hundred and three consecutive games as goalie. Hmm? Ooh. Ooh. How many games mm-hmm. do they play in hockey regular season? Quite a few. Uh, quite a few. I don't know off the top of my head. It's uh, up there with the NBA. So, mm-hmm. um, man. Um, on this day in 1991, the first NBA game in Delta City, Utah, happened as the Jazz beat the Seattle Sonics, bringing them back 103 to 95. <laughs> on this day in 1991, Magic Johnson announced that he has the H. IV virus and he retired from the LA Lakers. He would come out of retirement though for a short period. 
Um, a lot of stuff about the Holy War. Nobody cares about Notre Dame, Boston College. Um, yeah. I mean, on this day Nobody last year. Nobody cares about Boston College anymore, for one. Right. They're one of the more disappointing teams in the country this year. I thought they'd be mm-hmm. a lot better than they are. On this day last year in 2021, Kyle Larson held off Martin Truex Jr. in the NASCAR Cup Series Championship race at Phoenix Raceway to earn his 10th win of the season and claim his first Cup Series Championship. Ten wins, pretty good in one year. It's pretty, pretty good, pretty yeah. good. That's driving fast and turning left, and sometimes right on road courses. So, <laughs> but that's gonna do it for the on this day segment. Pretty short and sweet this week, but it's brought to you by like it is every week. Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs, from signs to grow charts. Their custom pieces make a great addition to any home office or man cave see some of their recently completed projects visit them at mooney woodcrafts on instagram and facebook and for custom orders contact them at mooney woodcrafts at gmail.com makes a great christmas present for that mm-hmm. fan in your family so college basketball starting college football still going nfl still going so Baseball will be in the spring. Whatever your fan and your family might like, whoever they might root for, Thad can make you a sign. Speaking of baseball, the uh, Houston Astros have uh, won the World Series. Yes, I uh, got a text from one of my good friends, one of your friends. He's a Houston Uh, Astro uh, fan. He went to game two of the World Series, and he said, you can now call us a dynasty on your podcast tomorrow. Uh, Yeah. I would say um, what they've done over the past six seasons or so is, in my opinion, even more impressive than what the Giants did. Yes, um, I agree. Early 2010s, when they they won three of them, but again, they missed playoffs in 2011. I think they missed in 2013 as well, where the Astros have been to six straight championship series, four World Series in six years, won two of them. Um, cheating allegations aside, it is what every single um franchise should model they are the model for every other franchise Mm -hmm. that's what the dodgers wish they were and what they think they are and they're not um but yeah dusty baker finally gets one after uh i think he he has over two thousand wins in his career and it was his first career uh world series title so uh it was kind of nice to see him uh win one but at the same time kind of made me mad that he won one um but uh, jeremy pena won world series mvps the first rookie since who to win uh world series mvp uh did miguel cabrera win it in 2003 no okay, no i, I believe i believe beckett won it that year josh yeah, beckett. I think uh, but right. uh also a marlin uh lavon hernandez in 97 he's oh okay to i couldn't have told you who won it for them uh, that year so yeah i couldn't have either i figured it was renneria because he's the one that had the uh mm-hmm. game winner yep. yep but uh yeah uh the off season pretty much underway the braves and rockies made a minor trade today but uh Free agency officially starts five days after the World Series. So. Who do Rockies get rid of? I, didn't see uh, it. I think his name's Sam, Sam Hilliard. He hit like a buck eighty-three last mm-hmm. year for him and a hundred twenty-some plate appearances. I just figured they got. Trade. I just figured. I just I, figured they got rid of one of their better players because it's it's the Monfort. Yeah. So. No, not 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 yet. That's, not yet, that's probably yeah. no, no, no. They'll <laughs> sign some washed-up veteran for way uh-huh. over what he's worth, just for. Uh, as, just for the PR. As we said, I, I, I think I think last week, uh, get Brizzo back together. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't with, shock uh, me at all if they, if they try. <laughs> with uh, with Rizzo off. Yeah. Deal. But, yeah. Uh, 
Hopefully, uh, now that they have a new CBA in baseball, uh, free agency will be a little more hot and heavy than it had been the previous six or seven years or so. But uh, Let the Aaron Judge sweepstakes begin. Yep, yep. Jacob DeGrom as well. Uh, Correa's free agent. Uh, Carlos Correa, uh, Trey Turner, Dansby Sponson, Xander Bogarts. Uh, decent Big class. names, yeah. The Angels said today that Shohei Otani will not be traded, but that means absolutely nothing right now. Uh, just so. keep letting him and, and trot Rod yeah. out there. Thanks. Yeah, Rod right away. Right I almost said there. Anaheim, but thanks, Los Angeles. <laughs> they, I mean, Angels. they are of Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, but that uh, we got a lot to talk about. So that's all the baseball I have. Yep, I don't have anything else. Yep. College football. All righty. A game I want to forget. Uh, <laughs> Purdue got absolutely Jeez. embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed by the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yeah. I think it's the first game dating back to 2013. The Boilers haven't scored a touchdown. Um. Yeah, no. it was Iowa just took it to them, and you know Purdue shot themselves in the foot with two costly turnovers in the game. Two inter- or in the first half of the game, they got two drives going, and uh, Aiden O'Connell threw overthrew Tyrone Tracy a little bit, but it still went through his hands. Iowa intercepts it later on. He overthrows the running back. I don't remember who it was Dylan Downing, I think. Interception. So once they got things going, Iowa said, "Uh." Uh-uh. We're, we're taking the ball. We're going to take advantage of it. And then they end up scoring off turnovers. Second half was really boring. Iowa outscored Purdue 7-0. They scored an 80-yard rushing touch on the second play of the second half. Then after that, it was just nothing. Purdue couldn't get anything going. They threw way too many times, 40-plus times, and like 50-mile-per-hour gust, gusts of wind. Um, just incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Overall, I've, I mean, this, this, team, when, um, this team goes as Aiden O'Connell goes, so – it's true. Yeah. And he's not playing well. Uh, he's when five, Purdue five. plays in bad weather. Um, they can't win. Because uh, I remember, I think I think it was the 2019 game against Illinois and Purdue when it was torrential mm-hmm. downpour the entire game. Illinois threw it six times, I think. Yep. Yep. And Illinois won 24-6 to because yep. Brom threw it 50 times in torrential downpour. Purdue, I don't Purdue know. lost a downpour last year to Minnesota. Uh, 2020, there wasn't any. It was a short season. There wasn't any. Mm. 2019, lost Illinois, like I said. 2018, lost Eastern Michigan in the downpour. And then uh, 2017, I don't think they had a battle. Oh, that's game. right. Well, a 20, also in 2018, mm. they played in a really cold game up in Minnesota and got absolutely killed. Um, yeah, his teams. And, and, and today in the press conference, the, the media was asking him about it. Why do your teams play bad? In bad bad weather situations, and he didn't really. He's so coach speak in his press conferences and everything. He doesn't give you anything. Sure. He's a really boring press conference and post game interview. Uh, we're on the flip side. Matt Painter's one of the best, in my opinion. So yes. I don't know. Pain, it's Painter's just, a good quote for sure. I I thought Purdue quit the other day pretty early. It was pretty disappointing mm-hmm. to watch, um, especially coming see, off a bye. You know, there was so much to play. You would go four zero in November. You you win the West and you are going to get mm-hmm. killed by Ohio State or Michigan, but you still have a chance to go to Lucas Oil, and you can finally say you won your division. But now they didn't. Um, I mean, they still got a chance to win it, but they have to have help. Even if they beat Illinois, Northwestern, and, I, and, and IU, they need Iowa or Wisconsin to lose. Um, well, one of them is going to knock the other out this weekend, but they need the winner to lose mm-hmm. one of their last two remaining games, which Iowa plays Minnesota I- and Nebraska, and so does Wisconsin. Just – Different order. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. I was just about to say that. So, we'll see. No game so, day for um, uh, Purdue and Illinois because both teams <laughs> yes. dropped it. So. Yeah. 
pretty uh yeah both both teams kind of um kind of ruined that they stopped even even if they even if illinois would have won i doubt they would have put it on um with purdue losing two in a row right plus plus tc tcu's now uh, T- TCU's hosting it, right? I believe, or Texas I didn't, is hosting. I it. didn't see where it was. Um, I just know. I'm pretty sure that's where it is. It would have been interesting if 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 Purdue and Illinois won both of them. Then I think they had a good chance, especially yeah. with Alabama yeah. losing. Um, had a shot. Yeah. Which which um, there was many headlines around around the country this weekend. Alabama goes mm-hmm. down in overtime to LSU. Say what you want about Brian Kelly. They're done. The, guy, the guy's a good football coach. He uh, had cojones yeah. there. Uh, going for it. I like the call. Just go for it. You know, we're right here. We're going to go for it. Mm-hmm. And beautiful play call in overtime and got touched. He did something he couldn't do at Notre Dame. That was beat one of the big boys in Alabama on a night. Yeah. His predecessor, Marcus Freeman, knocks off number four Clemson. Uh, Notre Dame played really well, and Clemson, I think, got exposed big time. Yeah, Clemson's uh, Clemson has a quarterback issue to the point where I think they might start that true freshman Klubnik. I think his name is. And he, yeah, he um, threw a he, true freshman like pick. My goodness. Yeah, he <laughs> he didn't play well either. Uh, one of the top quarterbacks uh, in the country coming out of high school, uh, but DJ whatever his last name is just isn't getting it done for nope, him. No, he's not. Um, in Clemson, and uh, I I think Alabama should be done. Two yep. two losses shouldn't have any shot. Um, I don't think Clemson will have the resume to get there nope. either because they play in the ACC. So, but with that said, watch out for a two-loss LSU team if they run the table mm-hmm. and then beat uh, Georgia. Presumably, Georgia will make the SEC championship. They might become the first two-loss team to get in the playoff. Um, yeah. But now Tennessee's not out of it. Georgia smacked Tennessee around. The score was a lot closer than the game really was. Mm-hmm. But now with Alabama losing, Tennessee's right back there in the mix. Now Tennessee needs TCU to lose. Um, and they really need Ohio State or Michigan, one of them to lose pretty bad to the other one, I think, mm-hmm. when yeah. they play each other in a couple weeks. Um, but We also have a one-loss Ole Miss team who's ranked 11th, who's ranked yeah. behind LSU and Alabama, and they only have one loss. They play Alabama this um, week. They do, and Alabama is a double-digit point favorite. And, and you got Oregon, who's lighting people up. Yeah. And, and, and Bo Nix, who we've talked a lot of trash about, but the guys have an unbelievable season. Yeah. out there and, yeah. that, and 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 you got USC too and, that could be in the mix I guess so yeah T- TCU has to win this week to prove yeah. that they are legit cuz I think there's still doubts even though they're 9 and 0 only ranked 7th they're still behind a <clears throat> um Alabama uh who has two losses and should could could have easily lost to Texas A&M should have lost to Texas um that's just the Alabama name is the reason why they're still ranked where they are Right. Um, and do do uh, the committee does the committee come out with a top twenty five this week as well, or is it just a one time deal, or do they do it every week? I think they do it every week on Tuesdays. Do they? Um, mm-hmm. So it, it'll be interesting to see where they have in Alabama, a two loss Alabama. Yeah, uh, shouldn't yeah, be anywhere near the top four. You wouldn't think, but again, it's Alabama. So right, right. No, it's gonna be interesting. It was a, I mean, mm-hmm. the college football world definitely got shook up uh, the other night. Um, big time, big for time. Sure. Like I said, Notre Dame got a big win for themselves, proved six and three, and they should be Navy this weekend, should be Boston College, and then going to USC with a chance to win mm-hmm. their ninth game. And even if they lose, they go eight and four. So, yeah. Uh, two terrible losses aside, uh, Marcus oh. Freeman's proven that he, he he might know what he's doing there. Um, yep. Still, too, I mean, losing at home to Marshall is bad, but I think even 
losing yeah. losing at home to Stanford's even worse. Yeah, uh, there's still no excuse for that. So, mm-hmm. and I still think I still think the Brian Kelly going to Louisville, going to Louisville, going to LSU was more of Notre Dame reaching their ceiling, not Brian Kelly mm-hmm. reaching his ceiling. So, right. And I think right. he kind of proved it the other night, doing what he did yeah. in year one at LSU. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, you want to pick some games? Yeah, this week? we tied. Um, yeah, we missed. We each missed two games, and that was the Purdue and Illinois. And we each had three and four on them. So, uh, yep. we tied. It's it's easier to tie in uh, Big Ten pick them than it is NFL pick them for yeah. sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, week eleven starting IU at Ohio State. Ohio State for seven. Ohio State's a 41-point favorite in this yeah. game. 41 they points. They cover. Ohio State, Ohio State for seven. I don't Ohio. know. I thought they'd yeah. cover against Northwestern. I know the weather was awful, but they uh, messed was, around on the one by 14. But, but. Yeah, CJ Stroud oh. did not throw the ball well whatsoever. 41 uh, points, again, a lot of points. Super. Uh, and Indiana's bad, man. They I know they're not good. They to Penn State over I know. Weekend. Well, they played a quarterback who's already Purdue put at- his name in the transfer portal. How stupid can you be? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just yeah, dumb. Uh, Tom, Tom Allen got that extension, and uh, he might be bought out here soon. Oh. Indiana's yeah. back to being Indiana football again. They had a good two-year run. Yep. Um, Purdue at Illinois. Speaking of a two-year run, Illinois is probably on a two-year run, and then they're probably going to be back. Oh, I don't well. know. I uh, don't Purdue know. at Illinois. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, the state of these two teams were they both overlooking their opponents last week. I mean, and Purdue standpoint, there's no reason they should have been overlooking Iowa. Iowa's out for blood when Purdue's been for the last five years. Um, you know, Jeff Brom's team historically at Purdue have had a good way to bounce back when nobody's given them a chance after they've lost a couple mm-hmm. in a row and he kind of figures it out. But I don't know. Like I said, this team goes as Aiden O'Connell goes. And right now, Aiden O'Connell's not playing well. He's thrown five interceptions the last two weeks, took some big shots against Iowa. So I'm wondering if he's 100% healthy. He's locking in to Charlie Jones way too often. And that's another problem. Purdue just doesn't have another wide receiver who has stepped up. They might be getting Brock Thompson back, who hadn't played since week one. This weekend, so that could help. But uh, at the same time, their defense can't tackle, and their defensive backs get burned. So, with all that said, I think Illinois wins the cannon back, and I got them for three. Um, yeah, Iowa ran for over two hundred yards, didn't they? I mean, they, oh yeah, they had their freshman back at two hundred. Yeah, he had two hundred himself. Um, yep. Illinois' offense gets super predictable, handing off to Chase Brown every single time. Even though they have a quarterback that can get it done as well, got to switch things up. Um, Illinois is six and a half point favorites. I think Illinois wins on a last second field goal. Give me Illinois. No, for two. That would just be just. Uh, I think I think miserable. they bounce back, but um, yeah, both. <laughs> it's it, we we were kind of pumped about this matchup two weeks ago, and now we're sitting here like, uh, we even want to watch it. Uh, I know. Illinois for two. Uh, Rutgers at Michigan State. A good win for Mel Tucker at Michigan State. The guy he finds a way to beat ranked teams on the road. Um, yeah. This is a game that he loses, though. A couple of years. I got Michigan State for two in this one, but I still don't. I just still don't fully trust them. That's why I got them for two. I have Michigan State for three. Yeah, I don't fully trust them either. Uh, again, it, credit, credit to them after losing eight defensive players that played a ton of uh, snaps for them uh, to suspension. They, uh, they had a really good game plan against Illinois. And uh, one thing Purdue can do against Illinois that proven can work against that good defense throw screen passes to running backs. That's what Michigan State did to death against Illinois at work. Yeah. 
So, because uh, they're super aggressive. So Michigan State if, tried if to get Illinois back ball. in by back in at the end. Yeah, Mel Tucker with some bad clock and... clock management and missed the field goal. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska at Michigan. I got Michigan for six. Uh, Nebraska I, jumped I out well. to a 10-0 lead against Golden Gophers, but then couldn't hang on. And I just think Michigan's – you got Ohio State and Michigan up here and everybody else yeah. below them. So. Agreed. Um, yeah, I have Michigan for six as well. Maryland at Penn State. Two of his little brother's back. I thought he'd be out for the season. He's back. Didn't he play against Wisconsin? And it didn't matter. I mean, Wisconsin started yeah, fighting their groove a little bit. Out. Yeah, that was a terrible weather game as well. The entire Midwest was yeah, a terrible was weather game on uh, Saturday. I got Penn State for four on this one. I have Penn State for four as well. Uh, Wisconsin at Iowa. Big game um, for the West, like we said. Um, mm-hmm. I got Ooh. Wisconsin, but for one. I think Iowa's a one-point favorite, but I think I think Wisconsin's finding their this- groove a little bit. Are they? Um, I have Wisconsin for one as well. I just... Yeah, Iowa had back-to-back pretty good uh, offensive weeks by their uh, mm-hmm. standards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think Wisconsin wins as well. And, honestly, I'll go on record and say I think the winner of this one uh, wins the Big Ten West because I, I picked Illinois, but I think they lose on uh, lose on Saturday. I, I, I um, will. If, if Purdue wins on Saturday, I'm going to become a big Minnesota fan going forward because they need Minnesota to beat <laughs> one of these two teams. Yeah. That's got to hurt, too. To be a yeah, it does. Fan. It does. Um, honestly, you should probably root for Iowa against Wisconsin. Right. Because I think Wisconsin's better than Iowa, and they would knock too. off Minnesota where Iowa could slip up against Nebraska or Minnesota. Right. Uh, speaking of Minnesota, Northwestern at Minnesota. Minnesota for five. I have Minnesota for five as well. Uh, I think the only difference we had was you picked – Illinois for three, and I had them for two. Yep. You had Michigan State for two. I had Michigan State for three. So. Yep. It's pretty getting pretty predictable uh, every yeah, week. We're we're pretty close to yeah. predicting the same thing. If Illinois does beat Purdue and then they beat Northwestern, which I assume they'll beat Northwestern, uh, Illinois will have swept the West this year. It's a pretty good accomplishment. Which is a recipe. Which which is a recipe to win the West. Oh yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, elsewhere around uh, college football, we have six and three Louisville. Is that chatter starting to calm down a little bit? Jeff yeah, they, they, somebody jumped um, on somebody, or I, I, I should say somebody. I also peaked on Louisville boards the other night. All of a sudden, they don't want Brom. All of a sudden, at all. So now, now they're acting yeah. like they'll be ticked if 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 that happens. So fan bases are stupid. Yeah, uh, six and three Louisville at Clemson. I got Clemson bouncing back in this one. I do too. Clemson's only seven point favorites at home. Um, Alabama at Ole Miss. Oh, I really want to take Ole Miss, but I just can't see Alabama dropping their third game of the season. Uh, I'm going to take Bama. Yeah. When's the last time Bama's lost three games in a season? We might have been in high school. Last, didn't they? Last time didn't they? they um, a couple um, years ago, play Michigan in the like Capital One Bowl. Maybe. Did they lose I three don't games that year? What year that would have been? Would have been? Would it have been the year Tua got hurt and Mac Jones had to come in and play? They that might have been the year actually. Now that you say that, I'm checking it right now. You know, Citrus Bowl. It was, they end up it was January first, 2020. Um, yeah, yeah. Cl- yeah Alabama was nine and three. Year he got hurt, and Michigan yeah. was ten and two. Yep. 
Yep. Once again, Mac Jones in <laughs> Tua's uh, shadow. Um, number twenty-five, Central Florida at number nineteen, Tulane. Tulane's yeah, football we, we, program been terrible forever. Now they're halfway decent. They were really good in ninety-eight. Um, been awful since. Uh, but give me Gus Malzahn and the um, UCF Golden Knights. Give me the home team, Tulane, there in Yolman the Stadium. In the Green Wave. It, it is supposed to be going back to the Illinois Purdue game. It's supposed to be freezing in Champaign on Saturday. So uh, it will be interesting. Better than uh, rain, Washington, who beat. Yeah, that's fair. Washington, who beat Oregon State, is now 7 and 2, and I assume they will be ranked. I don't think these rankings are updated on the thing I'm looking at. Traveled to Oxen Stadium in Eugene, Oregon. Give me Oregon. That's a tough place to play. Bo Nix, like I said, has been balling. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, give me Oregon. Uh, number seven, TCU at number 24, Texas. Texas put it on Kansas State. That surprised me. Um, give me TCU. I'll keep picking them until they lose. Give me Texas at home. Give me Texas at home. Um, you know who's starting to fail and implode is Oklahoma State. Oh my God, what's um, happened to them? A They're straight awful. weeks where they've gotten whooped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, Gundy, could Gundy be in trouble there? Number twenty-one, Wake. Do you think Gundy could be in trouble at Oklahoma State? No, I, no. I, I can't imagine he would be. I, I can't imagine he would be. But uh, stranger things have happened. What, what was the game? I'm sorry. What what game did you just ask me? Uh, 17, North Carolina at number 21, Wake Forest. I like North Carolina here. Wake Forest just lost North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Give, me, give me North Carolina. Yeah, Drake May, North Carolina. He's going to be a He's man. good. Uh, mm-hmm. Last one here. Six and three, Florida State at number six and three, Syracuse. Three straight losses for uh, the Orangemen. Yeah, they're the orange are done. Give me, give me Florida State. I like what mm-hmm. Norvell's doing there. Talk about somebody just going yeah. the wrong direction. Your Canes. Oh my goodness, they're looking terrible. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I think Crystal Ball will turn them around. Um, but that's a terrible culture there. I Fans mean, don't show up to games. Um, they they haven't been good there in fifteen years. So it's uh, it's going mean, to be was... a, a minute before Crystal. Be, and, and but Crystal Ball's recruiting. Like mad. I mean, they have a top, I think, seven recruiting class in the, the country. The, uh, so, but there was college guys. football experts picking them as their dark horse for the playoff this year, and they've yeah. been awful. Yeah, they've been terrible. I uh, yeah. I see a lot of Kane's media just because sure. they're Dolphins media as well, and uh, they're pretty disgusted with them. As yeah, they should I mean, be. got smacked by a rival the other night. Oof. Yeah. That's all I got for any, college football. Uh, yeah, me too. What's your word association? College, college basketball. basketball. Yeah, let's let's do NFL okay. next. I'm gonna Sounds kick my good. dog out of the room real quick. <laughs> three winners, three losers. My uh, my first winner is the New York Jets beating the Buffalo Bills uh, at home. Um, first winner, as I said, was the New York Jets. Yep, um, I got them too. They uh, defensively fantastic, did exactly what they had to do against Josh Allen, forced him into two interceptions. Um, Zach Wilson made just enough plays to win. 
Uh, I think Sauce Gardner is going to be as good, if not better, than Darrell Rivas. I, I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. He's very good. Saying that, um, he's in, and he he talks so much trash too. He does hold so a little bit late in games. Yeah, uh, he does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jet Jets are one of my winners. Yep, mine too. Mine too. Um, my next winner is Chicago Bears. <laughs> I almost put them down. <laughs> they lost. Uh, but they're in a rebuilding tank year. But in that loss, Justin Fields might have might have proven that they got the right guy. Uh, set an NFL record for rushing yards by a uh, quarterback. Dolphins had no answer for him on the ground. Bradley Chubb about got there twice, and both times Justin Fields kind of ducked out of it and ran for forty yards um, or whatever. But uh, yeah, it's it, it, that was like a win win for Bears fans. Okay, get a better draft position put up 31 points or 32 points, whatever. I think it was 32 points. Justin Fields looks good. Good deal for them. Yeah. It's funny. Like three weeks ago, we were saying, nah, he's not the guy move on. And then he's mm-hmm. played pretty well ever yeah. since. So it's clicked. Yeah. Maybe he is. Maybe he and, is. And I mean, the Dolphins defense is bad, but Cap- Cowboys isn't. And he played well against Cowboys. So. Sure. He played well against the Patriots the week before when they went yeah, into New England yeah. and played and be one. So uh, I got an NFC North team as well in my winners. That's the Minnesota Vikings. Nobody <laughs> is talking about this football team. They, they only suck. have one loss. They only no. have one loss. It's, yeah, they're the not getting it done pretty, but they're getting it done. And, um, I mean, they almost got and, their division on lock. Yeah, that, that division's awful. So uh, they pretty much clinched things up. Cause I, Packers, done. Dunzo. Um, obviously, Lions or Bears, no shot, but uh, Packers are done, though. Yeah, I'm pretty happy of my Lions pick, I got to say. I, I'm, I'm happy. That was, that was a good one. That, that, yeah. that is what won you the pick em this week because I put 10 on Green Bay. If Green Bay would have won, I would have won uh, the pick em. So that that is that was the thing. Who's yeah. your last winner? Joe Mixon, five touchdowns. He was a stud. Um, I was lucky to not have faced him in fantasy this week. As I uh, faced a guy who had to start Jarek McKinnon and Rex Burkhead. Dude, right. <laughs> I, my team's so injured. So by, I had to drop guys I didn't want to drop just to pick up enough to have a team this yeah. week. I'm just, oh, it's awful. That's how that season's uh, going. Yeah, Joe, Joe Mixon. Yeah, that's a good one. I like I like when we switch it up and do players. Um, my last winner is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. L.A. Rams might have lost it more so than the oh, Bucks sure. winning it, but, man, Brady looks smooth with 44 seconds left going 60 yards, and that might be what the Bucks needed to get their season going. They uh, go to Germany this week. First NFL yeah. game ever in Germany. Yeah. Face uh, the pretty good Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, they're they're real. They're the real deal. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, three losers. Green Bay Packers. I've yep. said last week I'm done with picking them, and I'm still done with picking them. They stink. Rodgers is playing like trash, and injuries mm-hmm. are piling up. It's yeah. just not going to happen for and Green Bay this year. They did nothing at the trade deadline. Could could have gone out. Traded they tried. Chase, Chase Clay. They tried. How how, how many years yeah. they said, oh, Packers were real close to landing yeah. this guy. Well, they didn't get him. So yeah. They said they tried um, for Chase Chase Claypool, Jerry Judy, Darren, Darren Waller, Waller, and maybe somebody else even, but couldn't get any. Well, they, they never draft Rodgers anybody, so they kind of yeah. do it themselves. Yep. Uh, I actually have four losers. Uh, two That's are fair. lumped together, Packers and the Rams. Uh, both donezo. Done. Writing them off. Ram, Rams are awful. Stafford's having an awful season. 
Um, the defense isn't playing well. Super Bowl hangover is real for them. Uh, so I'm officially declaring them both done. Done. Yep. yep. Um, another loser of mine, the Atlanta Falcons, um, had a chance to uh, go a game over 500 and keep that uh, stranglehold in that magnificent NFC South. And uh, they forced a fumble, picked it up with about 25 seconds left, and the guy's running, and uh, he fumbled it right back. Chargers get a first down, go down. Kick field goal, game over. Oh, trust me. At that time, I had a big eight-game parlay going, and it was looking good. I was a five-dollar one that would have won me a lot of money, and I had the Falcons plus two and a half. And when he fumbled that, I said a lot of choice words. And the Chargers end up winning, and my parlay poof done because that was the first game to go final. Done. Yeah. So nice. yeah, I did not have them under my losers, but personally, I could have. Another one of my losers, and uh, even more so with today's news, the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. They are a hot pile of garbage on offense. Yeah, I don't know how the Broncos lost to this team, even when they had uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, Sam Ellard, and organizationally not, is a dumpster fire as well. Yes. Sam Ellard, not the guy. You spend tons of money on the offensive line. They stink. Jonathan Taylor's hurt. You got nobody to throw to. Now today you fire Frank Reich, which is fine. I thought he was gonna that was gonna happen anyways. But then you hire Jeff Saturday, good old ring of famer Jeff Saturday as your interim head coach. He's only coached high school and he's not even good, doesn't even have a good record doing that. He's an ESPN analyst. He's never coached college, he's never coached in the NFL, and he's your interim guy. Hey Ursay, why don't you just come out and say you're tanking? Because yeah. that's what you're doing. It is. Uh Zero sense. Ursay's made a lot of questionable moves here recently. For one, the quarterback carousel they've had of old guys that haven't mm-hmm. gotten it done. Um, the Jeff Saturday news makes no sense. For one, he had two coaches on that staff that have head coaching experience. John Fox, Gus Bradley, ne- neither good NFL head coach. John Fox more than Bradley. Uh, but that that would have made a little bit of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, you go out and get a guy that's never coached above the high school level, as you said. Um, it's going to be funny to watch. I'll enjoy watching it because it is a dumpster fire. And for years I've wanted the Colts to be a dumpster fire. And finally they are. Well, but, and, uh, and now yeah. they're going to have to go get a quarterback in that first round, I think. And, uh, yeah. In, in, in the crazy thing, I saw Schefter reported this too. Saturday's got to figure out who's going to call plays. Cause there's nobody on that whole coaching staff that's ever called a single offensive play in the NFL. None. <laughs> Gus Bradley and John Fox call defense, but they haven't called offense. Uh, Unbelievable. Let Matt, Ryan, let Matt Ryan call the place. That that makes why it not? Fun. Why not? Just 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 turn just turn it into a fan controlled team. Let let the fans call in and tell you what they want to do. Who would this be in comparison if the Dolphins did something like this? Who's a former player if they um, named somebody interim? Because <clears throat> for the Broncos, this would be hiring Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Uh, Dolphins don't really have any former or have any guys in the media that have no coaching experience and are currently in the media. Didn't Jason Taylor do some media at one time? He did. Well, he's, he, that's probably a good comparison because I'm pretty sure he does Dolphins radio. Um, at least he does in the preseason, but I want to say, yeah, he's a high school coach as well. So yeah, probably, probably Jason Taylor yeah, or Brian Greasy. Ryan Greasy could, yeah. <laughs> Even though he is yeah. on the San Francisco uh, staff now, I think. But is he? Okay. I think so. But he's, he wasn't a medium. games anymore. Well, nope. I guess I haven't seen him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it'll, be, it'll definitely be Shannon Sharp. Skip. 
<laughs> My last loser, the Las Vegas Raiders again. They're garbage, man. Up 17-0. Yeah. Three times this year, you've been up at least 17 times and lost all three of those games. What happens if Jeff Saturday beats Josh McDaniels on Sunday? I would say uh, McDaniels has to be fired. Like it's, has to, it's, doesn't he? It's getting close already. He's going to be a going to be a 10 and done 10 games and done I mean, mark davis will drive his minivan out there with his great haircut right on the field and just fire him right after the game <laughs> yeah uh yeah Ra- raiders could easily be like six and three. Oh, they could they got easily. talent but yeah they, and I mean, not well coached. They've, they've had double digit leads in about every game it feels like yeah. but yeah not well coached Mm-mm. yeah not a good team the guy's a good office coordinator he's not a good nfl head coach he can't do it yeah i'm agreed Agreed. Tanner beat me and pick him, as I said. Two weeks straight. Uh, was two, two weeks in a row. I, I, I let him have this one once again because I'm a nice guy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, T- Tanner beat me. Um, so Thank uh, you, Lions. Yeah. Um, Thursday nighter, we have the Falcons at Carolina Panthers. Baker came back in. Yeah, but I see Carolina announced today that Walker's their quarterback going Thursday. Oh Head scratching move. I mean, another re- just say you're tanking. I mean, Baker's not yeah. much better, but just say you're tanking. I mean, what did Carolina have like nine passing yards yesterday? It was, it was awful against the Bengals. Yeah. Give me the Falcons on the road for ten. <clears throat> wow, um, I don't trust the Falcons either. I do have them winning, but only for two. So there's already a big, uh, big difference there. <laughs> Um, in Munich, Germany, on a Sunday morning, Seattle Seahawks against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the Seattle <laughs> team, surprise of the year. Six and three, mm-hmm. winning the NFC West, and they look good doing so. But like I said, something just tells me that last 44 seconds against the Rams yesterday is going to turn this Buccaneers season around. I got the Bucks, but only for one. I have Tampa Bay for 11. Oh, see? All right. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that the Bucks will win. Um, I actually didn't give my last loser. I forgot oh. about that. Uh, the Buffalo Bills lo- lose to the Jets. Potentially serious uh, elbow injury, shoulder, uh, el- elbow. Yeah, elbow uh, injury for Josh Allen. It's a UCL injury they're evaluating. If it's a tear, it's usually Tommy John surgery. Look, Look at you light up when you say that. Look at you light up when you say that. <laughs> Awful. I, 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 I don't, I don't mean to. Like, I feel bad for the guy. But you the literally had the biggest smile you had all evening right now. <laughs> the Dolphins to win the division. <laughs> uh, but Minnesota at the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm picking this game, assuming Josh Allen plays. Uh, but either way, it's gonna be a good game. Give me the Bills for six. Bills for fourteen. Holy smokes! Do not you do not in believe Minnesota in the Vikings. Vikings. <clears throat> It's at home. Buffalo huh. coming off a loss. Even if Case Keenum goes, I think Buffalo wins fairly easily. Detroit no. at the Chicago Bears. Yep. Uh, Bears for nine. I don't pick the Bears very often, but. I have the Bears something. for five. I think Fields will run all over the place against them. Uh, Denver Broncos at the Tennessee Titans. Who's going to start at quarterback for the Titans? Uh, I don't know. I hope it's not Tannehill because they had Tannehill last night. They probably beat the Chiefs. They do. Um, yeah, I agree. Defense played well. I I know the Broncos are coming off a bye. They have a huge chance to go on a three-game win streak if they can somehow get this one. But Derrick Henry's got to run for like 800 yards. Give me the Titans for 11. Oh, man. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. Wouldn't surprise me if Denver wins. I think I'm higher on Denver this year than you are, which is the weirdest thing ever. They lost the Colts. That's in- fair. And uh, I mean, they're they're, they're yeah. not even the hard part of their schedule. They're three and five. So. <laughs> I, I have the Titans for four. 
Jacksonville at Kansas City. Kansas City for 14. Next. <laughs> Kansas City for 13. I mean, next. I mean, good uh, win for Jacksonville yesterday, but Kansas City got killed. <laughs> yeah. Bad. Uh, Cleveland Browns at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins for 12. This Dolphin team's Ooh, fun to watch on offense, and the Browns aren't. They good. are. Uh, they're fun to watch on offense. Tua is literally the highest rated quarterback in NFL history on third downs. Uh, this year, his passer rating is 147 on third downs. Ty- Tyreek's having the greatest start to a season a wide receiver's ever had. Pair him with another top five wide receiver in the NFL, Jalen Wall. Fun to watch. Defense, atrocious. Nick Chubb scares <laughs> me. But don't have to worry about Jacoby Brissett running for 190 yards like Justin Fields did. So uh, give me Dolphins for eight. I think it'll be hope, a decent... hope David Bell goes nuts. I didn't even know he's with the Browns. He done. If they only throw him the ball about twice a game. They never even look no. his way. He plays a ton, but they never look his way. Houston Texans at the New York Giants. Giants for thirteen. I have the Giants for three. I don't believe in the Giants at all. Why? I think they're one of the they're they're one of the worst teams in the NFC. That's been very fortunate to be six and two. Uh, hey, gotta I be do who you play. Believe in Minnesota a lot more than I believe in the New York Giants. We'll say that. Uh, New Orleans at Pittsburgh. I wish I could see New Orleans play tonight, but before I pick this game, but I can't. Pittsburgh's coming off a bye, but I'm taking the Saints for seven. I Ooh. don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, I keep picking Pittsburgh, too. Uh, <laughs> They're not Pittsburgh good. for six. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah, Pittsburgh for six. I, I just read a stat. I think Andy Dalton, who's starting tonight, is 6-19 and 19 in his career in primetime games, which is not good. Now, the Steelers game is not a primetime game, but tonight's is. Uh, Indianapolis Colts at the Vegas Raiders. I made this before I saw the coaching news today, um, but I'm mm. sticking with my pick. Raiders for two. I have the Raiders for seven. Yeah, I made that before. Obviously saw the coaching news. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Green Bay Packers. Cowboys for four. I said I'm done with the Packers. I'm done with them. I'm not picking mm. them anymore. I have the Cowboys for one. Um, would not surprise me whatsoever. Aaron Rodgers, regardless of how bad he's playing, still still scary guy. Oh, he uh, is. Give, give me Cowboys for one. Uh, Cardinals at the L.A. Rams. This is a team I'm done with, but I just don't see them mm-hmm. losing this week. That's the Rams. I I don't. I think Cliff Kingsbury's in trouble. Cardinals have too much talent to keep losing like they are. I think the Rams get it done, but for five. Cliff Kingsbury is probably the next coach to be fired. Uh, Kyler Murray, one of the most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. Rams Call of Duty, baby. Call of yeah. Duty. <laughs> Rams for 10. Uh, L.A. Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers. This will be a good one. Good. This will be a good one. Um, I'm taking San Fran mm-hmm. for three. This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. Would not surprise me to see the Chargers win this one. You have to start rooting against the 49ers since you guys own their first round pick. And I want their um, head coach if something if, if if they yeah, decide they, to fire him and fire Hackett, um, I'd like their head coach. 49ers win this one, and I have nine on it. Jay Man's book up predictions of the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis watching for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis 219-869-4561 is emails travis.watching at infb.com. Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, Commanders almost got their fourth straight win, but couldn't pull it out. Now they're playing the league's best record. Undefeated Eagles. Give me the Eagles for eight. I have the Eagles for 12. We have to fly through some college basketball here in some uh, word association. But college basketball is back. It is back. Hard to believe. 
Yeah, it doesn't feel back at all, but it is back. Yeah. Um, it'll take me a couple weeks. Yeah, come next week when the Gavin game set, I'll be ready to go probably. But uh, uh, I'm re- I'm ready to roll now. <laughs> you've always been ready to roll. You, you, even though I I still think you're an Illinois football fan, you can't give me that. But, I'd, I'd, I'd call myself an Illinois football fan, right. but still, my yeah. my mind's been on basketball for a few weeks. Even right. though uh, the Illinois football teams won some games, but uh, right. Starting with our Big Ten predictions, who you got winning it? Can I fly through the word association real quick? Oh yeah, fl- yeah. Since it's it's, it's big, it's Big Ten related. So this is a uh, uh, leaders of three pointers made since 1986-87. I pulled some Ooh, from our lifetime, wow. starting with wow. Jordan Bohannon, who played at Iowa from 2017 through 2022. I wish I would have been that guy that knocked his lights out last <laughs> summer. I like it. John Diebler played at Ohio State from 2008 to 2011. Greatest shooter I've ever seen in my entire life. Regardless of level. Against he, Illinois, 90% three-point shooter. He's sure. still making them against number 10 ranked Purdue back in 2010, 2011. Still right now. I mean, he's still making them as I speak. <laughs> Shep Gardner, Penn State, 2015 through 2018. Underrated player. Forgot about him. That's a name I hadn't heard. Yeah, he was a good one. Craig Moore, Northwestern Wildcat, 06 through 09. Oh, I hated him. Um, hated him. He was there. See there with like Michael Thompson and um, what's it Kevin Coble and those guys. Yes. Uh, yes. He's a good shooter. Obviously, obviously, all these guys are good shooters. But Taylor Battle, Penn State, oh eight through eleven. Um, Illinois killer. Oh, just he was. Him. <laughs> he just was. killed him. Great player too. Like not not just an Illinois killer. He killed about everyone in the Big Ten. He literally, I know you call a lot of people Illinois killers, but he literally is mm-hmm. the number one guy he, when I hear that. I yeah. think of. He, when when I hear Illinois Killer, he's the number one guy. Him and and Diebler's in the convo, but yeah. uh, Taylor Battle for sure. Well, here's your boy Trent Frazier, Illini, eighteen through twenty two. Trent Frazier, man, he's tearing up in. Um, I want to say he's in France. He's having a really good. He came into onto campus, couldn't guard a statue, turned into one of the best defensive players in Illinois history. They're gonna miss him. Uh, Un- Underwood has even said like we show a lot of Trent Frazier tape already. Um, they're going to miss him. He, he was the glue. Brad Davison, Wisconsin, 2018 through 22. Flop. I was surprised he made this many threes. Played there 10 years. That's true. Carson Edwards, Purdue, 17 through 19. Man, he's only there three years, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude could cook. He was a bucket. I mean, short, only maybe 5'11". Yeah, six they list foot, him maybe? at like six or six one, but uh, he's probably he, he looked shorter than that. Great athlete, um, probably knew he wasn't going to be an NBA like right. guy. I mean, he's played, but uh, a little too short for that. But man, that dude could score. A lot of people forget he was really good sophomore year too. I mean, he was everybody, very everybody remembers yeah. a junior, but his sophomore year he put up some crazy games that year too. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Blake Hoffarber, Minnesota Golden Gopher, oh eight through eleven. Um, I remember him from high school when he made that buzzer beater in the Minnesota State Championship from his butt uh, mm-hmm. to win, and then he he uh, hit a miracle little jumper against Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. Stockage, uh, DJ oh, White, and Eric Gordon. Yep. Yeah, through the length of the court, he caught it, spun around, yep. did a little uh, did a little jumper. Yep. I left that game at halftime. Mm-hmm. I still still oh, bugged to this day. I didn't stay for the rest, yeah. but well, I went in a good I mean, mood after a line. I beat the Boilers that day, so I want to go home. Oh. Bad Illinois team, I might yeah. add. Yeah. 
Yep. A bad Eleanor team. Yep. And that's the Word Associated segment, which is brought to you by Performer Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call at 574-210-3815. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle. Focuses on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews or domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients, taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, Dam Landing is a place to be located at 1305 Union Road in Rochester. Big Ten basketball preview. We won't have another preview show until uh, Major League Baseball preview. So uh, this better be a good one, Tanner. Yep, yep. <laughs> all hanging on our shoulders. Who do you have winning the Big Ten? Well, I have a team that's currently down one at the 12-minute mark in the first half. That's the Indiana Hoosiers. Mm. Um, they'll win by 40, don't worry. But um, and this pays me as a Purdue fan to have them win the Big Ten, but they return almost everybody. They're Ooh. older than – I think their starting five is older than four, if not five NBA team starting fives. Um, so that kind of puts it in perspective. Trace Jackson Davis is back for his billionth year. Uh, race. Race Thompson's back. Xavier Johnson's back. They got good five-star freshman newcomer Jalen uh, Hood Shafino, I believe is how you pronounce the last name. So I would be surprised if Indiana does not win the Big Ten. I have Michigan. They're my number two. Uh, they did lose Caleb Houston and uh, Musa Diabate to the draft, and, and they lost Eli Brooks, who was a big part. But uh, they have a great recruiting class, 4-4 four, four star led by uh, Jawan Howard's son, Jet. Jet. Um, they also had a transfer from Princeton, Jalen Llewellyn, 15 points a game at Princeton last year. Get Hunter Dickinson back. Need a couple of those guys to uh, – a couple of the, like Kobe Bluffkin to make that leap. Um, for whatever reason, I think Michigan will be pretty good. Uh, yeah, Terrence, Terrence Williams should make a jump for them too. Um, Hunter mm-hmm. Dickinson is my Big Ten Player of the Year. Me too, me too. With Zach Zach Eady and then Trace Jackson Davis yep. in order, right there in, in the mix. Watch out for Chris Murray too. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, He's I a agree. bucket. Um, yeah, uh, Michigan finishing second, huh? Mm-hmm. I have the Illini finishing second. They are the, in my opinion, the biggest wild card uh, in the Big Ten basketball this year. Lost ten scholarship players from last year. Um, including their 20 and 10 Kofi Colburn, their um, defensive point guard shooter, Trent Frazier, their good shooter, Alfonso Plunger, their glue guy, DeMonte Williams, Jacob Grandison's at Duke. Um, they've lost a whole litany of guys, but I think top to bottom, they might have the most purely talented roster in the Big Ten. But again, so many newcomers, I could see them finishing eighth in the Big Ten, could even see them winning it. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the high end. Uh, with them uh, at second, they got transfers. Terrence Chan Jr. from Texas Tech, who averaged double digits at Texas Tech. Great athlete. And then uh, Michael Meyer from um, Baylor. Good shooter, 6'9", great defender. Uh, this team's going to be different. Uh, they're going to be long, athletic. They're not going to pound it down in the post. All five guys on the court can shoot the three ball. Uh, sounds like they're going to press a lot. In their exhibition game, again, exhibition game, um, 
press the entire time off of makes or dead balls. So uh, it's going to be a much different style. I think they'll struggle a little early with all these guys. Could even see them losing some games, a bye game um, in a sense. But I think by the end of the year, I think this team's set up better for tournament success than they have been the previous couple of years. So that's why I haven't finished in second. I have Illinois third. Um, I agree with a lot you said. Um, it's so hard to predict basketball now with the with yeah. the one year transfer rule, which I really wish the NCAA would have thought of a little bit before they did that because it's just uh, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. It'll take up too much time. But no, I think Illinois will be an interesting watch. I think um, definitely interesting style of offense this year compared to last. Mm-hmm. Much different. Yep. Um, I have Indiana finishing third. Um, as we talked about, Hood Shafino, they get all these guys back. Again, same roster that wouldn't have made the NCAA tournament if Illinois wouldn't have had to play one of their worst games of the year. Or if Michigan uh, didn't tournament. blow a 20 point or if lead. Mich- yeah. Yep. That, that, yeah. Yeah. That as well. Um, can they shoot? Can Hood Shafino right. shoot? I'm not, right. I have no idea. Uh, I think Tamar, Tamar Bates is going to have a huge lead for him. They also have a five star uh, Malik Runow, <clears throat> I think is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, They'll be good. They got to be able to shoot. They, yeah, they should be good. Xavier Johnson had a good second half of the year um, last year. Just keep but his yeah, car under 90 four. miles per hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got the Michigan State Spartans finishing fourth. Um, really? Yes. Uh, Malik Hall is coming back, which I swear I thought he jumped pro. Uh, he's coming back for the Spartans. A.J. Hogard's back. Tyson Walker and Jaden Adkins all should take a step forward, I think. Um, it's they Izzo. did lose Christy. They did, and they're going to take some bumps early mm-hmm. in the season. They they play Gonzaga, they play Alabama, um, somebody else, big time. I don't know, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, somebody in yeah. that stupid thing, um, that that classic. <laughs> but but they'll be ready come March, like they are every year. Izzo's always mm-hmm. scary to play against. Uh, I have Michigan State finishing seventh. I oh, wow. I just they weren't that great last year. They have an okay recruiting class coming in. But again, it it's Izzo, and honestly, I had them fifth until I looked at all the rosters, and I wanted to move, jump them down a peg. I hope you're right. Seventh, but I, I hope you're right. Finishing fourth. I hope you're right on that too. Um, yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I have Purdue finishing fourth. Good good roster. Point point guard could be a question mark. Uh, I think they're going to start freshman, correct? Yeah, Braden Smith, um, who Painter's just gushing over. He's Mister Basketball in Indiana, hmm. but. Once again, it's hard to be a freshman point guard starting in the Big Ten. You're going to take your lumps. Very, which, yeah, El- and, Illinois and has I, one as well. And I think he's going to be one of those where every Big Ten team hates him. I'm pretty sure with the way he plays, supposedly. So he's the next Chris Cam- Chris Kramer, right? Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but se- seven foot four, Zach Eady back. Um, who's who's the guy? Kaufman. Uh, Kauf- Kaufman what's, Wren. What's his actual Trey name? Trey Kaufman Wren. Kaufman Wren. Uh, John John Rostein by stock now. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I I think uh, who's who, who's that other guy that was in the recruiting class that played last year? Caleb um, first. Caleb first. That's what I'm, I'm drawing blanks on names. Uh, I don't think they'll shoot it as well. Right? Uh, would that be an accurate assessment? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they should they they should be pretty good. Yeah, I got Purdue fifth. Um, I think they're going to be really deep, but there's a lot of inexperience. They're starting two freshmen. Mm-hmm. They're starting Braden Smith and then Fletcher Lawyer from Homestead, who's the sh- going to be the shooter of the team. Uh, so you got those two starting. And then uh, Ethan Morton, Mason Gillis, and Zach Eady. That's at least start of the mm-hmm. year. Then you got guys like Brandon Newman coming off the bench, Kayla First coming off the bench, Trey Kaufman Rim coming off the bench, um, Waddell coming off the bench. He's a redshirt freshman as well, like Kaufman Wren. So, and then David Jenkins, who's an old man. He graduated high school in 2016. He's transferred from Utah. Ooh. So, 
a lot of depth. It's just who who's going to be the other guy to step up besides Zach Eady? Because or or when Zach gets right. in foul trouble, how are they going to handle that? So a lot of question yeah. marks. But I'm looking forward to the season because I don't have as high expectations as I did last year, and so a lot of times that turns out more fun. Same way. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got to fly through these pretty yeah, quick. I have I, Iowa finishing fifth. I, I think Chris Murray's going to have a huge year. I, I like Tony Perkins as well there. Yeah, all I wrote down is Chris Murray about them. Um, mm-hmm. I got them a little later down on the list. So. Um, I have Ohio State finishing sixth. I do as well. They uh, they lost about everyone, but they get transfers. Isaac Likely from Oklahoma State, Sean McNeil from West Virginia, Tanner Holden from Wright State. Uh, she'll be pretty good next mm-hmm. man up. Um, as I said, I have Michigan State seventh. I have Iowa seventh. Okay. Uh, I have Rutgers eighth. I have Penn State eighth. Mm. Buying Michael Shrewsbury. Seth Lundy. Yeah. They got uh, a few uh, uh, Winter. He's a transfer from Drexel. And Andrew Funk, a transfer from Bucknell. Mm-hmm. I, I like yeah. Michael Shrewsbury. I think he's building something good there. Yeah, uh, Funk averaged 17 points a game at uh, Bucknell. I, I literally wrote down Micah Shrewsbury's building something. Yeah. Uh, so I I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, but, yeah, I have, I have Rutgers 8. They lost Geo and uh, Ron Harper. But they get Defensive Player of the Year Caleb McConnell back. Cliff Omaruyi could be a Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, yeah. Dark Horse. Um, and Dirtiest Player in Big Ten History, Paul Mulcahy's back. <laughs> I have them finishing 8th. Uh, I have Maryland ninth. I have Wisconsin ninth. I have Wisconsin a little later, as I usually do. You know they're going to be a lot better than we all think. I mean, Tyler Probably, Wall, man. Chuck D. Hepburn, and um, uh-huh. and um, Crow, Crow's back, too. Yeah, so. Stephen Crow. Yeah, they yeah. lost Brad Davis, Davison, and worst Big Ten player of the year ever, Johnny Davis. I think he's trash. <laughs> Barely getting any minutes for the Wizards. I have Wisconsin finishing 11th. Uh, Maryland, I think Kevin Willard's going to build them into a really good program, like he did Seton Hall. Got some good transfers. Uh, Jameer Young, Don Carey, Patrick Emelian. Um, they could be pretty good. I have Penn State 10th. I have Rutgers 10th and then Maryland 11th, just since you've already talked about those teams. I have Wisconsin 11th, Penn State 10th. Uh, I have Northwestern 12th. Me too. Lost Pete Nance to UNC, Ryan Young to Duke. Still have Adij, Bowie, and Ty Berry, mm-hmm. so should have decent guards. I have Minnesota 13th. I got Nebraska 13th. Uh, Jameson Battles back uh, for Minnesota. Then uh, they got transferred from North Carolina. Dawson Garcia, who was great as a freshman at Marquette. At Marquette. Yep. Uh, and then wasn't as good last year. And then I have Nebraska 14th, who's transfer you. So, uh, yep. And we both said a Big Ten Player of the Year is uh, is um, the guy Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson, yep. Mm-hmm. National Championship. National Champion prediction for you? Um, Gonzaga. I, I think they, I was going to uh, say Gonzaga, too. They... Uh, Fine. They have they they haven't won one, have they? Have no. they? No, no, they lost no. to Baylor. That's right. That's no. Baylor and Carolina in the yeah, other yeah, year. So, uh, give me Gonzaga. But my dark horse for the Final Four, even though they're they're ranked well, Creighton. I like Creighton to make the yes. Final Four. Yeah, Creighton's a good. Yeah, Ryan Cockbrenner, their big guy, was almost committed to Illinois back when he was in high school, and they just couldn't they couldn't land him. I think his final three was Illinois, Purdue, and Creighton. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Yeah. He's from St. Louis area. Uh, Birdie Bogey here real quick. SMU quarterback Tanner Mordecai is the only player in FBS history to have seven pass touchdowns and a rush touchdown and a half. He's one of only two players in FBS history to be responsible for eight touchdowns and a half. Who is that other player? I don't think I'm right, but I know this guy went off in a game in 2012 to where at the time they're like, this guy's a front runner for the Heisman. That's Seattle Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith. 
Incorrect. Awesome. Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. 2016. Hmm. I, I I thought when you said, before you said 2012, I thought you had Lamar oh. on the brain because uh, oh. nope. he had some games where he went off. Yeah. Uh, two strokes back there. Yeah, you? that hurts. I just know Gino 2012. I, I only remember they playing. He went nuts one game. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this Heisman says to lose. Yep, he did. Thanks, Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday. Peace.